And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. And as always, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20, 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. How's everybody doing? I know it's been a while. It's been almost over a month now? Yeah, it's been almost over a month. Um... When I last left everybody off, we were discussing games of the seasons, um, and that yes, that will be a segment that we will start to probably ramp up again uh, as we draw a little bit closer to the beginning of the season. Um, as you may have seen on Twitter, uh, I did say that you know as much as I would have liked to have ranted uh, about how the the, just the incompetency of the border governors. It looks like we're going to have a season sort of normalized on time. Uh, the The original start date for the NHL season was, I want to say, it was it was going to be January 1st, New Year's Day, and then uh, about a week or two ago, I believe last week, or actually it was last week, yeah, uh, the border governors, the, the NHL owners, came out and said that they didn't think that the CBA that they signed during COVID to get the season started again uh, for us to have the playoffs wasn't fair. Uh, and my the question that I asked, as well as my co-host on Lock on NHL on our last episode, and if you want to go ahead and go back and listen to that, my co-host Chris Masilli of Lock on Avalanche and I, we tried to, tried to figure out why are we just figuring this out now? Now, some of the reasons why, um, it, it, it just seems that maybe the, the owners thought this was unfair because I, I guess when they did sign this, they, they figured that things would have been somewhat back to normal. Now, I don't know what about that point in time because if I remember correctly, when the CBA came out, this was about July. June, July, and I mean, we were still in the midst of COVID. I mean, there was, you know, we weren't even really talking about the possibility of a vaccine. Now we are on December 8th, and yes, we'll, we'll be having uh, a vaccine available to everyone, I guess they said in the next six months. Um, I know it's going to become available to everybody uh, over in the UK, but I, I don't understand, and... There, there was some talk that the reason why this was happening was because uh, at the point in time when the CBA was brought forward, it seemed as if, uh, and this is what I hear from people that I know, uh, you know, in the business of, of, you know, certain people that, you know, have sources within the league, it seems like the reasoning as to why the owners now 
turning around and being like, hey, what, what's going on? Is because they have so much trust in Gary Bettman, the commissioner. Now, it, it seemed like at that point in time, what the general consensus is what I'm gathering from people that I know, it seems like that at that point in time, when it came time for the owners to sign the CBA to get play started, that they trusted so much uh, in Gary Bettman to do right by them to a certain degree without them sacrificing much that most of the owners didn't even read the memo that was going around about the CBA and ter- what the terms and conditions were. Uh, they just figured that uh, Commissioner Gary was going to figure things out for them. That, you know, when the smoke cleared and the dust settled, that, you know, things were going to be 50 50. Um, what I have to say to that is kudos to the Player Association for them really uh, going on and, and doing things this way. I mean, um, you know, here's the thing this is the reasoning, you know, the, the league as a whole, I mean, in terms of possibly postponing the season even further, they dodged the bullet because if the Players Association wanted to turn around and say, you're joking, right? You, you, you've taken, you know, we didn't hear really anything from you in the media. You didn't say a peep uh, throughout the whole playoffs. You know, the play started in, in August, end of August. Uh, you had, since August, actually July, since the day, or even before then, even since, the, I guess, March, if we want to go all that way back. Um, you've had since March to, to figure this out. Uh, it seemed like most of you didn't read this. Now, that's... Sorry. Sucks to suck. Uh, at the end of the day, you signed the paper. You signed off on this, and this is the deal you're going to have to deal with. Uh, if the players want it... And, and the, the owners came around and asked the players to to basically sacrifice more which is ridiculous these these players i i mean i'm sure you know by now and whether you've listened to me on here or you've listened to me on the locked on nhl show i will always 100 percent side with the players uh unless you know they come out one year uh and you know request ridiculous things now that I can understand where the, the owners at the end of the day, yes, this is a business, but like I said on Lockdown NHL, these are billionaires we're talking about. This, you know, the fact that uh, we have a bunch of billionaire men who, A, didn't read an agreement that they clearly signed off on, and B, that are crying poor, I don't feel sorry for you at all. It's laughable. It's ridiculous. Um, and the players, the NHL players, I mean, throughout the entire history have been ridiculously laughably underpaid. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, and we'll, we'll get, we'll talk about that later on as, you know, we go down the road, you know, with this whole CBA, who knows what the play, what the owners are going to try and pull, pull in the off season. Uh, maybe they're going to try and turn around and, and maybe say, let's, let's try and renegotiate this. But right now, the only thing that matters is that the season's going to be played. We're going to have 56 games, and the start of the season's going to be January 13th. 
but this is bad. And I and I said it on Lockdown NHL that you know that there's gonna be some there's gonna be a good amount of tension going into the next bargaining agreement negotiations. Now, obviously, that's a little ways down the road, but you know the players could turn around and use this this I guess you could call it drama as sort of a bargaining chip. Now, I don't know how much the owners are going to go for that or are going to fall for that tactic. We can only imagine. I I would very if you had to ask me right now how well that's going to work in the player's favor, I would have to say the chances of that um, actually helping their cause is almost slim to none. Um, but it's not good, and it's one of those things where it's it falls back on Bettman. This potentially could have been the fourth lockout since he's become commissioner. Um, and I think that you know, now we might see the the clock ticking on Gary Bettman's tenure as commissioner, um, which is understandable. Uh, you know, he's really he does work for the owners, but at the same time, he's supposed to kind of be the mediator between these two associations, the owners and the the player association. Uh, and I I don't know what he was doing. I know him and Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly were probably sitting around for the better part of, you know, the summer uh, into September, October, and the probably, hopefully, all of November trying to figure out how they were going to play a season, how, le- how le- le- you know, logistics were going to play out, uh, bubble cities, you know, all the different scenarios that you have either heard on this show or, you know, read online or whatever the case may be. Um but he really, he really screwed the pooch on this one because I feel like um, it hit, it's his job to have really, you know, told the owners at that point in time, listen, this is this is what you're signing off on, this is what you're giving up, um, and you can't rely on life to be, I would say maybe seventy five percent normal, um, you know, life now. Probably when the NHL season is going to start, January 13th, is compared to when it ended, it's probably going to be, depending on what state we're talking about, I would have to, I would probably have to predict maybe 15% better in terms of normalcy than it was when things ended. But I don't know. I, I just think this is, it's sad. It's really sad, and it's 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 almost hard not to take not to to take it as a joke, because I'll admit the day the news broke when the owners came out and said, "Oh, we don't like this deal. This is this is not for us." Uh, I thought it was some sort of ridiculous rumor or something, or you know some you know one of those, and you know what I'm talking about, one of those 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 media alerts that go out that you know it's just by looking at the headline it's probably a mistake but no this was this was just another weird headline to just another ridiculous year uh not only in the world but in the world of sports and 
it, it, it it's sad. Um, it proves that some of these owners are just not in touch with what's going on, or and it and it proves my point of what I said on the national show is that this is a hobby to most of these guys. This is this is the money that they probably make. I would have to say, um, the money that these guys probably make, the revenue that they bring in that they pocket themselves. In a in a in a regular NHL season, is I would bet you a hundred percent not even close, nowhere even close to what they probably make in their other business ventures. Uh, so it's you know I, I I throw the question at them, at the owners and you the fans and go ahead and you know tweet to us at lo underscore lightning. Uh, our Twitter page and go ahead follow us on Instagram as well as locked on underscore lightning or tweet to me at AP Danker AP D-E-N-K-E-R I'm going to throw this question to you um, are you really hurting if you're losing that much money if you're going to just say you know what screw it these are tough times some of these guys the clock is ticking on them um, you know they don't really have that many years left in this league so why waste the season why waste these guys careers um let's let's put our differences aside on money and and figure something out let's 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 give it on over to the players and i'll tell you and you know you could give me your reasoning with why but i'll give you mine right now these guys are selfish okay unfortunately that's the way it is um that that's unfortunately how they got here uh, to where they are, to the point, most of them, to the point to where they were able to own a professional franchise, which really some of them shouldn't, as you could tell by this ridiculousness. Um, but yeah, it's I. If I was a new fan getting into hockey, if I recently got on the the NHL bang, bandwagon um, during the playoffs or whatever, you know, especially maybe some of you, and I'm not. You know, this isn't any negativity thrown your way. I'm sure there's some maybe new Lightning fans that are listening to this episode right now. And if you are, congratulations. You know, number one podcast for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, you know, you made the right choice. Um, this could be a turnoff to some of you. You know, you probably say, okay, I, I don't want any part of this. This is stupid. These guys really are like this, you know. And, and this is the other issue that I have with it, and, and then we'll move on to another topic. But why, how come the NFL and the NBA were able to get their acts together? Why? Why is it always the NHL that always has, it seems, these issues? I, I, I just don't, I can't wrap my brain around it. And I know... At this point in time, I mean, the reasoning is futile considering, you know, we are going to have a season unless in the coming weeks, you know, we, we get another curveball thrown our way. All right. So, yeah, that's my little rant. Yeah, I know it wasn't maybe as passionate as some of you regular listeners might be used to, but uh, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks, like I said. So uh, before we get into some other stuff, let's talk about one of our sponsors today, and that's Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I could vouch for that. I've had a couple uh, in my day. <laughs> the improved Built Bar is even delicious. -er. 
Six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisps. The 12 original flavors, go try them out. Coconut almond, uh, my favorite one that they had, uh, one of the, uh, the original ones is toffee almond. Go ahead and, and these bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Uh, so go over go over to BuiltBar.com. Uh, use promo code LOCKEDON. You get 20% off your next order. That's 20% off when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Go over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. So moving on from my little rant there, uh, I know, you know, it, it's been a while. It's been a while. And that's why, you know, like I said, at the top of the show, it's been a while since I've, I've come talking to you about the Tampa Bay Lightning or hockey in general. You know, I was making appearances here and there on the, the national show. Uh, I kind of had to take some time off from doing this. I had some stuff going on, um, but I'm back hundred percent. And I know I said that the, the, I believe, you know, last couple of times I was on, but I'm a hundred percent back. Um, you know, no more episode one episode here, episode there. I'm, you know, for now until the season starts to ramp up, uh, once we get the training camp and all that stuff, we'll be coming to you three days a week, uh, as we normally were, uh, during, you know, off season. I believe we did that during, you know, the postponement of the season, uh, when COVID hit and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm back. Uh, while I was, uh, out, uh, we had some little news, obviously, not really surprising, was uh, the Lightning si- signed uh, Sergeyev. Uh, no-brainer. I think I spoke about it on the last episode. I don't really know. Um, but guess what? It, it was a great signing. Uh, still, there needs there still is some, some moves that need to be made. Um, you know, just looking at the, the roster, this isn't a team that I'm, you know, overly confident in. Um, if I would have to say, you know, and, and for all I know, this could, I could be totally wrong, but if you look at the Tampa Bay lightning roster right now, I mean, other than some guys like Zach Bogosian who left town, you know, for greener pastures, you know, good job by him. Listen, he came in, got his ring and left. Now he's playing for his childhood team. You know, I can't, I can't hate him. He won the lightning a cup. And neither should you as a fan. I mean, he, but you know what? We got some good young players here. Um, the Lightning have some very good. They have they have good talent. You know, they I I've stated in the past that yeah, the Lightning do do they have the best uh little do they have the best system the the best AHL team? No, I mean there's there's improvements. I I wish you know from a Lightning fan perspective, it, it would be nice if you know. They had some. They had a pick that was in the first round this year. That would have definitely helped them. Uh, but you know what? You you have to play with the cards that you're dealt. And you know, just looking at this team, I w- here's the thing. Unfortunately, Tyler Johnson is probably going to be the odd man out when it's all said and done, which is fine. I would just hope that the Lightning kind of don't get spare parts for him. I think that what they need to do, if they're smart, which they are, 
they're they're a very smart and very well ran organization. I mean, you don't win a cup by you know having someone asleep at the wheel. That just doesn't happen. But if 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 they could get maybe a a pick, and when I say a a, a pick, I mean maybe like a a second dra- second round draft pick, maybe an early second round draft pick. I'd be fine with that. I think that would be a good return and maybe a third line pairing defenseman, which is not the worst return in the world. Um, as for the defensive pairings, it's going to be very interesting. Now, right now, their defensemen on their roster is Chernak, Coburn, Hedman, McDonough, Shen. Shen, I would imagine, is probably going to be on that fourth line. So the pairings right now as they stand, unless they maybe um, – unless they keep him at the defense and they kind of – they they Coach Cooper works some magic and – you know, I I wouldn't be mad either way, uh, and neither should Lightning fans. I I would I would prefer Luke Shen kind of um, on the team, uh, kind of involved in some way. Uh, it, it showed it in the playoffs that you know good things happen for the Lightning when Luke Shen is on the ice. Um, you know, as for the first line, I mean that's no brainer. It's probably at this point going to be Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point. The second line is probably going to be Coleman, Gord, and Palat. Maybe maybe they'll flip flop. Um, maybe they'll put Palat in the first line. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but you know, third line, fourth line—that's where it kind of gets a little dicey. Uh, you know, if Kalorn is still with the team, then you know, then you have Kalorn, uh, Mitchell Stevens, Pat Maroon. Uh, Matthew Joseph and Sorelli. Um, obviously, Sorelli's going to be on that second line. I think I said Sorelli with the Coleman line. I think uh, they should definitely keep the Sorelli line that they had going during the playoffs. Uh, why, why fix it if it ain't broke, right? So, you know, it's going to be interesting, especially going to training camp, how Coach Cooper pro- approaches this situation. Um, if we go into the season now, I don't have the Lightning's cap numbers right in front of me um i would imagine that they're not cap compliant or if they are cap compliant i would have to imagine right off the top of my head looking at this uh this this roster in front of me that probably the the lightning or maybe they have one or two million dollars to play with if that if that so you know, if a guy does go down, season ending, season ending injury, or whatever the case may be, um, they're not going to have a lot of wiggle room to really make a move and to go out and sign someone who's going to be able to contribute right away. Um, if in any case, then you would have to probably bring somebody up from Syracuse, which is not the worst thing in the world. I mean, the Lightning do have a lot of good young talent up in Syracuse, so you know, it's it's one of those things where when each fan looks at this, what would you rather do? Um, I know some fans would rather have Tyler Johnson go kind of get that, that money off the books at least uh, get something a little bit in return uh, as well as, you know, Tyler Johnson. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that he's underperformed for the contract that he has um, once. And that's, that's something that kind of happens. Uh, I mean, we see it in every sport. Uh, Tyler, uh, you know, guys get contracts 
And, you know, at the time when Tyler Johnson signed this contract, he completely deserved it. Um, I'm not saying that he's undeserving of the, the contract that was given to him, but the performance hasn't been there for the most part. Um, he was, and especially in this playoff run, um, basically, you know, winning the cup could have been something that is possibly detrimental to Tyler Johnson because I look at it from this perspective is that the lightning essentially proved one, uh, one thing other than that, you know, they were good, the best team in the NHL and all that. They proved that they were able to, you know, they could win a cup, a championship without Tyler Johnson, because I, I said it throughout the playoff run. There were times during the games where you you wouldn't even have thought that Tyler Johnson was on the ice. Um, he was, for the most part, a non-factor, maybe for a handful of moments that you know weren't really significant. Maybe he had an assist here and there, maybe a goal here and there. Um, but other than that, and I'm and that doesn't mean that he's not a talented player anymore. He's still talented. He's he's obviously still gonna go somewhere. Uh, and be able to contribute. Now, where that place might be, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there are teams that have a ton of cap room and, you know, kind of kind of referencing my talk with the guys from Locked on Red Wings, um, kind of going back to that whole mentality that, you know, Stevie Y has up there in Detroit. I wouldn't be surprised if at one point maybe the Lightning and the Red Wings make a deal where Tyler Johnson goes up to Detroit, gives the Lightning some some you know wiggle room in their cap space. Uh, maybe the Lightning get a second or third third round pick. Who knows? Or maybe a prospect or two. Uh, I wouldn't put it past Stevie Y. I mean, he's one of the best GMs in the National Hockey League. Um, the other teams that where the Lightning would possibly get a good return, um, maybe Colorado. They do have the cap space. Um, I, off the top of my head, I don't know how flexible they are, but I know they do have cap space. So that's I, – I don't see Joe Sackick making a trade with Tampa for a guy like Tyler Johnson. I feel like at this point in time, um, the Avalanche do have a pretty complete – as complete as you could get of a team right now. So, um, you know, don't, don't quote me per se as, you know, as those two teams. Those are just kind of teams that, you know, if – don't be surprised if news breaks that, you know, the Lightning make a deal with one of those two. Um, obviously, there are other teams that are, are of course, in the running for that. But um, if they're willing to make a deal for a guy like that, especially with that contract during, you know, this these tough, quote-unquote, economic times for the owners in the NHL, then, you know, may, we'll have to wait and see, unfortunately. But, um I would expect the Lightning to make a deal uh, sometime before training camp. I, I'd rather not the talk going into training camp for this team be uh, is Tyler Johnson going to be up at the NHL level? Because technically he's slated to start the season in, in Syracuse. And if I were Tyler Johnson, I would not want to have that lingering over my head. I If I was the GM of the lightning. I would not want to have that lingering over my team going into camp. If he is still on the team by the time, you know, blades are hitting this, the ice, I would imagine they bring him up. I would be shocked if, if they decide to leave him in Syracuse, 
if if maybe they try to have him say, you know what, you're gonna play hardball, we're gonna play hardball. So I don't know. Well, I, well, it, it's it's a tough situation, like I've stated on past episodes. But um, yeah, it, it's I just hope I just hope for the sake of everybody, uh, for the sake of this team, that the Lightning do have some sort of definitive answer uh, to all the questions surrounding this team. Coming up tomorrow on Lockdown Lightning, we'll be talking about, well, not really talking about, we'll be continuing our look back at Bolts Rewatchables. We'll be discussing some of the top games from this past season. Uh, as to which game we will talk about uh, on tomorrow's episode, check back in with us tomorrow just to find out. Uh, listen tomorrow uh, on Wednesday, December 9th, and every day to Locked on Lightning for all the news and storylines surrounding your Tampa Bay Lightning. So I want to end the show by thanking everybody uh, for hanging in there. I know it's kind of been boring uh, not having a show uh, for almost a month. I, I Trust me, if, if, I, if I was able to, I would have tried to do a show every single day. But unfortunately, that is, you know, with, with things uh, outside of the show that need to be taken care of. But I'm back. 100% ready to go, uh, ready to see what happens in the coming weeks with this team and as well as the the, the league in general. Uh, like I stated during the show that I wouldn't be surprised if the owners try to pull something else. Um, and, you know, we're, you know tomorrow, uh, you know, keep an eye out for me and Chris Masilli of Locked on Abs on our Locked on NHL segment where we'll be talking about that. We'll 100% we'll be talking about that. And don't don't forget, as well as on Mondays on Locked on NHL, don't miss another big hockey star story. So start off your week with Locked on NHL. Every Monday, Locked on Kings host Sarah Avampato interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives on the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest stars. Subscribe to Locked on NHL wherever you get your podcasts. And always... Remember when you're done listening to this to subscribe as well to Locked On Lightning. So, so that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Decker. I'll talk to you in the next one. Locked On Lightning.